0: walking on earth and then poof he disappears this is not magic no this is not a trick and no someone has not died this is just an ordinary man who walked with God and somehow ended up in heaven as one of two people in the Bible who appear to be taken straight to heaven without having to experience death, Enoch was caught up by supernatural power. Stepping onto the scene and appearing in Genesis, Enoch's earthly stay is the epitome of what we may see as a lifetime. Holding his rare distinction to the rest of humanity, As he did not die, but was instead taken away by God, the scriptures do not reveal a whole lot about this remarkable man.
1: Hmm,
0: or do they? Thus, searching the scriptures, we are about to discover just how remarkable of a man Enoch really is. Today, guys, on our podcast, on this episode, we are going to focus on the Bible character Enoch, and as your host Kessel Baldo, I would like to introduce my friend, my brother, our co-host, Pastor Daniel Charles, Pastor. How are you doing today? Kessel, it's a new year,
1: man, 2021. So grateful to be alive. I'm doing well, man. How are you?
0: I am doing great. As you rightly said, it is a new it is a new year, and. I'm doing well, and this week hasn't been too stressful, so, you know what? I give God praise for the week, for the Sabbath, and for another day.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kes, uh, we are excited today, man. I have a special guest, somebody who I happen to know, and uh, it's a real close friend of mine, and, man, I just want to introduce and bring on uh, Brian Fontanet. Listen, Bre, how are you, ma'am?
2: What's going on, guys? I'm well, how are y'all?
1: Yeah, we can't complain, Kyle still doing good. He's all up in England, all snugged up. I'm, I'm good, I'm all up in New Orleans, snugged up. We all good, we all good. <laughs> Brie, please, just tell the audience a, little, a few things about yourself so we can just know who you are and kind of connect.
2: Okay, guys, Daniel said, my name is Breon Um, Originally from the great city of New Orleans, Louisiana. I currently live in Baton Rouge. Uh, I'm in school for information technology. One more year left, praise God. Praise God. Um, I also uh, serve as the media ministry leader at my church in Baton Rouge, and I also preach from time to time just a little bit. Uh, And that's that's it about me. You know, nothing too nothing too extravagant
1: listen y'all as you're about to experience this 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 girl is a preacher I'll tell you that right now listen you're about to experience this as we go into this podcast about Enoch listen if I happen to shout if I happen to jump around please <laughs> don't mind me I'm just here blessing the Lord but uh great it's a it's a pleasure and honor to have you along with us and we're so excited about what God is going to do during this podcast it's an
2: honor to be here thank you for the invitation
0: Amen amen and like um yes we're just um happy and just grateful that Brian can join us today but you know guys as you know we're going to focus on the life of Enoch it's hard when i when i came to this topic i was like what are we going to talk about what am i going to say because Enoch is found in Genesis chapter 5, right? And really, from verses 22 to 24, pretty much sums up what we know about Enoch. Three verses. And let me just read it quickly. So Genesis chapter 5, verses 22 to 24. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters and all the days of Enoch were 365 years and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him okay guys as far as I'm concerned anyone studying Enoch can literally end end the podcast right there (laughs) like bro the podcast could be two minutes longer we done but that's not what we're here for we're we're here to expound on truth we're here to expound on scripture so i'm gonna just straight out there out there and this could be to either you brie or daniel just from those four verses or those three verses sorry what do you get from those three verses. I know we're gonna to touch on other subjects, but just as a just from the offset, what do you get?
2: Okay, obviously, Enoch. There's so much that he went on in his life. They said he was alive for 365 years, but they said that the only thing that we're willing to talk about is that he walked faithfully with God. That's the only thing that's really important. Yeah, he begat these sons. Yeah, he begat these daughters, but he walked faithfully with God. I think that's part of the reason why those those sentences or his uh, reign in the Bible is so short because it's like, focus on the things that are really important about him. Focus on the part that re- is really significant that you can relate to or that you need to follow. He walked with God. That's it. That's all that you need to know, and that's all that you need to follow. That's really what I got from it.
1: But man, uh, to comment back on Bree, like literally, (laughs) it's just that he walked with God. Um, I think, I think, even though his story, and as we'll continue to go on, you know, even though his story is very, you know, very kind of short, honestly, in those words, kind of very extensive, to the point where it's just like he walked with God. Uh, If you could break that down, honestly, you could come to understand a whole lot about your own spiritual life that is missing because the fact that he walked with God and then he's no more we'll look more deeper in it as we go on the fact that he walked with God man that should just tell us something about ourselves are we walking with God are we walking with God in the aspect of man are are we spending time with him are we we, we doing so many other things listen I ain't gonna go too deep into it because we're about to go more but literally walking with God that should be with us man
0: amen and you know we can, like, Enoch doesn't come too far down from the beginning of the Bible. Now, Genesis, we know where it says in the beginning, right? Starting from Genesis 1, verse 1. But we are in Genesis chapter 5. We haven't even moved on to a new book yet, right? We are in the fifth chapter. And from little research, we realize that Enoch was the great, 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 great grandson of Adam. And we are also told that he's from the line of Cain. I want to touch on that. What do we know about the story of Cain? So Cain and Abel, yeah? We all know that they had to make a sacrifice. God asked for one thing. Cain brought the the complete opposite and he disobeyed God. As a result, jealousy, all of these things crept in, Cain killed Abel. When God was walking in the in the fields, or um, when he when he saw Cain, he, he was questioning Cain about his brother. Cain lied, so on and so forth. It came to the part the point whereby after some time God he pronounced a sort of blessing almost on Cain, whereby if anyone touches Cain or lying, they will be cursed. Right? This is the this is the line that Enoch... So, let's just say... Now,
1: now, now, right quick, gone, though. Go on, go on. Like, everybody knows on our podcast, sometimes we have agreements, sometimes we have disagreements, and we go back and forth. One of the things, though, like, and, and here's my question I throw out. Is this the same Enoch? Or is this just a different Enoch that we're seeing in the text? Because as... One thing, one thing I'm seeing as when the Bible lines out Cain's line, and not to say everybody, we're not going to say everybody in Cain's line was terrible, but when the Bible outlines Cain's line specifically and they have different things that they did which were wicked, uh, it's kind of just like, man, this, this whole line of people were kind of just terrible. When it name's Adam's line, it kind of shows, now this is not everybody that came from Adam. Adam you know, the Bible says they had sons upon sons upon sons. This is not everybody, but from Adam's line, it seems as though what God is doing is I have a special uh, uh, a need for this person that I'm outlining because what they're going to do, they're going to represent the righteous people coming down from that line. So in I? Listen, 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 go back and forth with me, Bree, go back and forth with me, but could this be a different Enoch as we see in the text?
2: Honestly, I like the way that you said that, because generally speaking, whenever you hear the name Cain, you just think evil. You just think about somebody that's like, oh, man, bro, you done killed your brother. So when you think about Enoch, it's like, how could you have come from this line? When you think of everybody that came from Cain, it's like you were just destined for failure because of who you came from. So Enoch, he's like, I'm just going to change the trajectory of this line. And, yeah, Cain isn't going to just be known for oh, killing his brother and not obeying God. I'm literally going to do the opposite. He disobeyed God, I'm going to obey God. I'll be the faithful one. But I see what you're saying. I don't think that it was a different Enoch. I think Enoch was placed in that line for a reason to show that even if, even if this is where you come from, your line is not failed.
0: Well, who, who can argue that? Because, I mean, like, there would be people within their whether it be within their own families you can come from messed up parents you can come from you can come from a messed up environment you can just come from a whether it be you can have messed up friends but it doesn't mean that you need to be messed up because we are all responsible for our own salvation and in this and in this case like i know what you're saying daniel because the Bible does mention more than one Enoch. We need to actually establish this. The Bible does mention. But I believe that this Enoch was from the line of Cain. And even if you want to go back further from the line of... this This Enoch was from a very strong line. This line had a... This is the only lineage or one of the only lineage that almost has a sort of... A background story or history.
1: Let me come back in Let me come back here, right quick. Go on. <laughs> let, me, let me come back here. So, 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 I hear that. I hear y'all points. you got some strong points. I'm telling you, man. That's a word out of what y'all saying. But let me let me come back. Let me come back to my point. Let me see. Let me see this. So, the Bible says. The Bible says in Genesis chapter four, verse seventeen, that Cain had sexual relations with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Now, in this sense, Cain's, Cain's the dad, right? Cain's the dad of Enoch. Now, let's, let's go to the sentence of Adam. When we go to the descendants of Adam. We see this Enoch. Bible says that this guy, Jared, a guy named Jared in verse 18, 62 years old, and he's the father of Enoch. So who's the father? Tell me, listen, listen, Kess, bring, come at me, please. Who is the father of Enoch? It this ain't like the same Enoch. It sounds like it's a different Enoch.
0: <laughs> Bro. I think just from reading it there, I think the Bible is very distinct and very clear in what it says, yeah, if this was the Enoch from that like the son of Cain, I think it might have been a different story. but if we realize Cain and then he is it Jared and then Jared had Enoch see it's
1: like it's like if, if, let's, let's say, let's say if, they, if they were the same point. The point that y'all made, the fact of the matter is that, man, even out of a bad family, there's a good person, whatever the case is. That's, listen, because the Lord can still bless no matter what, no matter what family you come from, what lying. And I truly believe that point. And in the case, if this is two different ones, man, I, I would like to say for anybody who, because the Bible, you know, the Bible is specific on names and it's important in Hebrew culture about names, whatever the case is. If you name your child one thing, uh, it it's sometimes detects what they're going to be in their life. And so my, my thing is, is say, say if this was a different Enoch and the Enoch before the one who walked with God was born before, and they knew of this name, and Jared still named his son Enoch, man, the outcome is different because this Enoch is, is, is with the Lord and everything like that. that. And that goes to show you, no matter what your name is and no matter what people call you, and some people call you out your name, Man, God has destined you to be a child of God, and he has destined you to man. walk with him, whatever the case is.
0: OK, OK, OK. Clearly, what you're saying is, is, is true. It's facts, because we realize that um, Enoch has Methuselah. Ooh, we realize that Enoch has Methuselah, and Methuselah has Noah. And clearly, the, the lineage continues. So, by right, whatever the Lord has called you, or whatever you're named, especially if you're, you were named for a specific re- reason, you're, you've got some sort of um, destiny or your predestined for, for something specific, right? But now let's but what can we learn from the life of of Enoch? Because we don't necessarily know really anything about his childhood. <laughs> we don't even know anything about if by the time he by the time he got to because he lived for 365 years so we don't even know if by that time he was even an old person because people used to live for a long time as far as i'm concerned compared to like adam that was nothing yeah oh, that that was nothing so 365 years so what can we all we know is that Enoch walked with god but what can we learn? Or what lessons can we learn from the life of Enoch? I'm going to come to you, Bree. What what lessons do you believe that we can learn from the life of Enoch?
2: Uh, me personally, when I look at Enoch's story, and when the Bible says that he was a prophet and that he went and he spoke to these people, and it specifically said something—don't quote me—he said something along the lines of he spoke to people without facing any opposition or he didn't care about what they would say based off what he said. I take from the life of Enoch that he did what God told him to do no matter what he's, he dedicated his life to God and that didn't come with any circumstances that didn't come with any hesitation that didn't come with any like, Oh, well God, but what if, or Oh, well God, what if they don't? or Oh, well God, what if I don't? He's like, Oh God, this is what you want me to do. Then I'm going to do it because I dedicated my life to you. And this is what you have asked me to do. So for me, Enoch's story is, is the classic case of obedience. And it's the most perfect case of obedience outside of Jesus that you will see in the Bible. Because this man, they said he was faithful and he walked with God. That That is some strong language to use for, especially in the Old Testament, because Enoch was living during the time where people were not walking with God. We see that now where, People are turning away from God. They're not necessarily following his plan or his purpose. Enoch is like, hey, look, despite what y'all are doing out there, all this stuff that God told y'all not to do and that y'all trying to get involved in, I'm still walking with God regardless. And this is what I'm going to do with my life because this is what he told me to do. So I feel like that's really where his life comes from.
0: So, 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 in let's bring it to our life now. You know, we are in a life which is full of well, one, it's full of sin, two, it's full of hatred, oppression. We are in a life whereby every kind of sin that we can think of with our human psyche is surrounding us. How can we follow in the life of Enoch? How can we, like in today's life, what can we do to live a life that reflects?
1: Bro, bro, that's that's, that's a great question. And I, I'm going to throw another question before I, before I say this. Um, you know, when we were talking about walking with God. Man, that that's a life of obedience, um, literally obeying, you know, God's will. You know, that's something I believe, and for those of us who are listening, we all want to tend to that. We all want to get to that. A lot of times when we read Enoch's story, it kind of puts a little bit of fear in us. Because we're just like, how can someone walk so perfectly like that? And the Lord take them like that. Because when we look at our own lives, we know we're not perfect. But what I've discovered is walking. Like, 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 like literally, has there ever been a time where a human being has walked and they have not stumbled or they not tripped over something, whatever the case is? I don't think there has ever been a time where somebody has not done that, man. Like, 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 like if I could see Enoch now. You know it's not to say enoch was necessarily the perfect guy but he walked and continued to walk the thing is that we got to realize is that even though sometimes we stumble and make mistakes you think you know living a life in this and this is to your question cares like man living a life in 2021 wanting to you know taking these life lessons from enoch we just got to keep walking and and understanding that there will be times where where we will stumble but as we continue to walk, listen, and, and the thing about Enoch and, and our, our readers, man, go look at Patriots and Prophets uh, when, when Mrs. White talks about uh, Enoch because that, that is a powerful chapter because she said that even while Enoch was drawing closer and closer to God and even though people were looking at him and they were saying, man, this man is, is, is on a totally different level, he saw himself as still sinful. You know what I'm saying? So so my thing is, and before I ask this question, like my thing is, I think we just got to continue walking now in a practical sense. I'm going to throw this question into, to Bree and to Kes. Um, you know, when we talk about devotional lives, like literally spending time with Jesus um, for our listeners who are, who are listening on, um, we, we want to give you some practicalness about this, like walking with God. Um, and we're going to like, I, I want Kess and Bree, can you tell us like your method on how to have a de- like having the devotional life, your personal devotional life? What does that consist of? But somebody may be struggling with that. Somebody somebody in 2021 may be struggling with having a consistent devotional life. So uh, Bree and then Kes, i uh, throw that out to you. And then I'll probably come back and, and say mine.
2: Okay. So I'm one of those people that struggle with a consistent devotional life, especially with, like I said, I'm in school. I serve at my church. I do photography. I do all these things. I struggle with finding time and I struggle with making God head of my day. But one thing that I have realized is that I have to start my day off with devotion. Devotion definitely sets the tone for my day. So if I have to get up a little bit earlier and decide, okay, cool, I'm gonna do this Bible plan on version, and it's gonna lead me into the scripture and the specific Bible plan that I'm doing is like what I'm struggling with with my life right now or where I'm facing, Um, problems in my life right now I definitely need to start my day with that so that way that can be in my head throughout the day because you know that your days are not going to always go smoothly they're not going to always be perfect but if you start with God in your day you're like oh wow when I when I read this this morning this is what it told me and how I'm going to go throughout the day so for me it's always starting your day with it not stopping in the middle of the day because you forgot to do it or like oh I'm gonna do it later on tonight no start your day with devotion so that way that can set your tone
0: for that day you know um i'm glad that you actually said that and even started that way because i struggle um hard and i'm also one of those people i'm not really a morning person so for me to get up and do devotion that is hard however we do have family worship every morning so that helps also why I find within my life when I'm doing when I'm working or um, involved in any social activities or um, maybe I'm involved in church activities I sometimes it can seem that I'm living my or I am supposedly walking along with Jesus through vicariously through the things that I do for church so I supposedly have a spiritual life because I'm a musician. I I supposedly have a spiritual life because I mean I'm helping with this podcast. I supposedly have a spiritual life because I'm taking part in X, Y, and Z throughout church. But and like onlookers, they may have their um, misconceptions about me. However, for me, what I think works the most is just the constant communication with god and when i say communication i don't mean getting on my knees and pray when i'm at work sometimes I, i'll be like lord i'm not sure what i'm doing can you help me please or if i'm on the um on the go somewhere whether it be i'm taking public transport or in a car or whatever lord get me to this place safely um i'm not it's not a question about Oh, it's not a thing about me always asking for favors from the Lord, but it's just a case whereby, Lord, this is what's happening in my life. Can you can you come in here? Can you can you be involved in in this situation? And I continuously have these conversation. And this is something that I know that I regularly do.
1: And, and you know that's good. That, that that's good. Kes, um, what you were saying. Bree, what you were saying. Like. Like, I want to listen to know, like, even though we do this podcast, we're doing ministry, whatever the case is, we still struggle. (laughs) We're human beings. Like, I I just want, I just want everybody to know that we're human beings and we are uh, believing in the Lord Jesus to help us overcome. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, 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 I want you, our listeners, take, uh, take this, like, right now, like, if you are not. If you, if you have been struggling with your devotional life as we like we're trying to be consistent one of the things like, take some of the things that we're trying to do like Kess is praying throughout the day like there is like even and prayer is not necessarily put to your knees or not or not drop face down on the ground whatever the case is no prayer is a constant conversation we is talking about hey she takes time out of a bible app she looks at you you version looking at the scriptures uh, and be creative with your devotion. You don't want no long-winded, whatever the case is, to where you're falling asleep in devotion. There have been times where I fell asleep because I'm just like, oh, holy then thou, Lord. And you just fall asleep. Make it creative because you want to you want to engage and the Lord wants to engage with you. So, And that's one of the lessons I believe we can take from Enoch
0: as well. Amen, amen. And you know, from all these lessons that we can mm-hmm. potentially learn from the life of Enoch, who would have known or who would have thought there's actually a book for Enoch. Well, it's called actually called the Book of Enoch. Now, this book was said to be... Um, it was left out of the canon. And if anyone doesn't know what the canon is, the canon is basically the 66 books of the Bible. The Book of Enoch was or is a book that... Potentially could have been, but by the time the canon was being formulated, it was not um, like it was not properly translated, if you want to put it that way. However, the Book of Enoch, at no point does it contradict the Word of God, and it actually expands a bit more on the history, especially times before the flood, and also um, end time prophecy as well as um, a bunch of other stuff. But let let me ask, have any of you, Daniel or Brie, have any of you ever read the Book of Enoch?
2: I have not. I have not. I actually did not know that they actually had a Book of Enoch until um, a couple days ago. Now I've heard it mentioned in other religions about the book of Enoch. And I've heard that there are some other people in the Bible that might have books as well. But this is also the first time that I've heard of a specific book that was left out of the Bible about a person that did not contradict the Bible, because there are other books about people that they're like, Oh, it says this, it says this, and it contradicts what was going on in the old Testament at that time. They say the book of Enoch, not only does it confirm everything that was happening, but it goes into great detail.
0: So I was like, wow, that's
1: crazy. That's actually good that you said that, Bree. Um, like, I haven't read the book of Enoch either. Um, probably should. <laughs> now, now listen, like, um, for extra biblical uh, sources, like, like people have got, like, there's a book of uh, Syriac, I think. There, there's a couple of extra biblical books out there that kind of go along with, you know, Jewish history. Now, these books are not the Bible. These books are not the Bible we, you know, we clearly know that, but these books do give information on kind of the history of Jewish of the Jews, whatever the case is, how Israel how Israel lived. In fact, there's some scriptures in the Bible, as Kess is going to explain later on, that kind of uh, have extra biblical texts from the other sources that we have. So, well, we're not we're not saying we're not saying on this podcast to, to uh, <laughs> believe in this like the Bible, but we are saying that this uh, these books they they do kind of give us. Uh, an understanding of kind of Jewish history in a sense and what and what they thought, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's good to kind of use that in your studies as well.
0: Amen, amen. Just piggybacking off of what you said, like there are a couple others I think that came to my mind. There are the Maccabees and the Torah. but These are all, um, as Daniel rightly said, these are additional books that provide information. They're also stories um, which are a good read. And um, but never things confused or misconstrued like when it comes to the, to the canon, as we know the Bible to date, the 66 books, those are the the books that it was boiled down to that um, provide inspiration um, to the to the people. Moving on, moving on. why I'm gonna I'm gonna just ju- jump straight to our key point number five why does? Why is the story of Enoch in the Bible, guys? Why is the story of Enoch in the Bible? Because I'm sorry, they have left out the book of Enoch, right? They have left out the book of Enoch, which has gone in depth both with historical facts and it's prophesied, right? And it's prophesied. But why has these three or four verses... And there's there are also some verses that are found in the book of Jude, verses fourteen to fifteen, which are passages taken straight out of the the book of Enoch. Why is the story of Enoch so important? Like Daniel, I see you're gonna go. Well, I
1: think um I think the story of Enoch is very important um because it shows us man that there is something greater to look forward to. Um, there there's something greater to look forward to. Um, yeah, I, I know I know a lot of us. In 2020, we lost a lot of people last year, a lot of friends, a lot of family. Um, we can all attest to that. We can all attest to that. Um, looking at Enoch and, you know, understanding the text, the text says, Enoch walked walk with God and was no more. And if, if all it takes is walking with God and he'll take you up, I think that is the best ticket in the world and the cheapest ticket in the world. to the fact that he just said, all you got to do is just walk with me. Let's go have a conversation, and one day soon there will be no more. I think I think practically, and we'll go a little bit more into depth. But the hope that there is something better yet, like, like Kess and Bree, I want y'all to talk on that for for a moment. Like, do we need that hope in twenty twenty one? Bree, Bree, go! Like, do we need this hope
2: twenty twenty one? I definitely. Mainly because, like I said earlier, Enoch was alive during the time that was right before the flood. So if you remember in the Bible, God was like, I'm going to wipe these people out, bro. Like they, they're they not listening. They're not doing what I need them to do. But Enoch is alive during this time. And even though all of these people are living the way that they want to live, they're doing what they want to do, Enoch still walk with God. So to piggyback off what you're saying, I feel like that's directly relational to what we're going through right now is like, hey, we've been hearing about the end times for Forever. And it's like the more that you live, the more that you can see is like the world is doing what they want to do. God is like, hey, I'm coming back. Like, you really need to get it together. You need to be like, Enoch, walk with God, no matter what's happening. Walk with God. Oh, yeah, these people are doing what they want to do. Walk with God. That's literally your job and that's what you have to look forward to you know that as long as you walk with god it doesn't have anything to do with being extravagant you don't have to be a pastor you don't have to hold all of these accolades your job is to walk with god no matter who you are no matter what title that you hold that's what you have to look forward to as long as you're walking with god you don't have to deal with this forever
0: as that is that is true and as long as we do walk with god we don't have to deal with with all of this but the life of Enoch or or even if you want to if anyone wants to do the extra reading and by reading the book of Enoch which reflects stuff in revelation and in time prophecy and stuff it calls for us to to have a sense of righteousness and Daniel I love the example that you gave in terms of if we just walk sometimes how many of us have walked and have never stumbled i mean because just walking on the road or somewhere you may hit an uneven pavement you sort of stutter step and you you stumble and you may gain your balance if you're running at times or even if um you 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 bound something in the way you may even trip over and you may fall but it, it, it calls us for a sense of righteousness. And, like, how do we gain the, the sort of, can we gain righteousness on our own? Bro, uh,
1: unfortunately for many of us, especially Adventists, if I'm talking to Adam and <laughs> here, many of us think that we do. Many of us think that we, we can't. Um, because of what we, what we do, any ministry that we're a part of, all the things that we do for the church, and all that sort of stuff, we think that we can But, Thing about the Lord is that everything that He gives to us is a gift, and the reason why He wants it to be a gift is because if He would have gave it in a way to where we have to do a transaction where He gives us something and we have to give Him back, it would not be true love. It would not be a true sacrifice. And the fact that He gave His Son, the Bible says John for He gave His only begotten Son. He just gave it, man. Righteousness is not attained by ourselves because there's nothing. The Bible says, man, our righteousness is as what, filthy rags. You know what I'm saying? We can't, we, we can't do anything on our own strength. It literally has to be by the Lord. And, and, and here it is. Jesus has made it possible for us to access the Father. And, 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 and listen, somebody, somebody on here that's listening, honestly, but all, all what we said, everything like that, we've all come to the conclusion. We need Jesus. Like someone needs to be set free listening to this. Just hold on to Jesus. Jesus is not a condemner because the Bible says that he did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. He is not someone who talks about you. He is someone who literally has come in the flesh to die for you and I. And I think with that, all we have to do is accept that man. Accept it. That's all we have to do is accept what he's done and he'll make us. Uh, into the person that he would have us to be
0: as well as others who may be familiar with the story or may have read um, the story of Enoch simply put Enoch walked Enoch walked with God was this was God physically walking with him or was this a case of okay I'm walking down the road and I'm praying and I'm communicating and I'm talking to God and God's walking with me can, can we, uh, Bree, can we, uh, are you able to expand on that?
2: I think in this situation, obviously it's not in a, in a physical sense, but in a way it is at the same time. In the spiritual sense and in the physical sense, because no, God isn't walking right beside him, but sometimes you can really feel him walking with you. In the spiritual sense, when they say, oh, okay, you're walking with God, it's like you're aligned in his purpose for your life. It's not necess- necessarily saying, OK, you're walking with him like through the garden, like Adam and Eve did before sin is like you're walking with God as you have agreed to do what he has called you to do. And you're. Give me a second, because I had something and I missed it. Um, <laughs> You're walking with God and you That's... agree to do with what exactly you've had him to do, but you also believe that he's there with you while you're doing it. So it's not like, oh, okay, cool. I'm aligned with God's will. Like I'm doing what God wants me to do. No, you're doing it because you also want to do it, and you're doing it with the belief that, yo, he's not there with you physically, but he's he's there with me spiritually. So whenever I need help, he's he's nowhere far near.
1: So 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 real quick, real quick, Brianna, come come back to you. Like, you know, the Bible the Bible says he first loved us, right? He first first loved us. That's why he died on Calvary. Um, to, some, to someone who's listening, they're just like, man, easy for y'all to say. Y'all have a relationship with God, whatever the case is. But how do we, how do we, I, I know we can't explain God's love. I know we can't explain it, but how do we share with somebody and say, man, there's a God who loves you and who just wants you to walk with him? Like, how, how do we, how do we do that? <laughs> how do we live that in a in sense?
2: I feel like, I, I can relate to them because it's a struggle. You struggle with actually believing that there's a God that loves you no matter what, despite what, and wants nothing in return, basically. They're loving you because, yeah, I'm your creator. It's basically like, you know, you have your parents or your grandparents and they're like, oh, I'm loving you because you're my child. It's it's that love times 10. It's like, I created you. I knew who you were before you knew who you were, before your parents knew who you were. So yes, I love you. I, I have no way to explain it. Because I don't I don't understand it either. There are certain days it's like, wow, how can God love someone like me? How can God love someone like that? You you even begin to judge other people's lives. It's like, wow, even God loves them too. How is that even possible? Is it's because he can. It doesn't make sense. You're not gonna get it, you're not gonna understand it, but he loves you because he wants to.
0: You know, I totally agree with everything that Bree just said. And for my own sort of not just interpretation but for my own way of sort of explaining it or to someone honestly I have had situations within my life um, whereby I've questioned if I was the other person I wouldn't even love me for this <laughs> like I've questioned it myself and I'd be like guess what you're doing here Like, need to sort it out. And I am so grateful that we have a God who does not act on human instincts, but on godly instincts. Because his love, you cannot do anything that would rebuke the love that he will show on us unless you yourself officially keep pushing away the Lord and saying that you don't want his love, but then he will still love you because his love is always there. His love is always, It's always for us to open our hearts, to reach out and to accept that, you know what? God loves us or he loves me and he's willing to, or he's died for me and he's willing to do this for me and take care of my burden and help me through this. But there's okay. no way. Go on. Go on.
1: Just breathe. Really, like literally the fact that he took Enoch, has to say that he loves them. <laughs> like I can't. Like he literally was just like, I I can't have. I can't just be walking. He can't be on earth anymore. He can't be on earth anymore. He's got to come up here with me. And wouldn't that be us when he comes again? He says, I can't. I can't wait to have y'all with me. I'm dying to come and get y'all. And he literally died. Breathe. Jump in. Jump in. Um,
2: Another thing that i've really come to realize is that when we don't understand god's love is because us as humans we look at things as being conditional so we're like oh okay cool i i i can't love you i can't have you in my life because of this because you have done this so we automatically look at god's love is like oh you can't love me because i have done this or i have or i do this god does not conform to the standards of humanity he does not do what we expect him to do we he doesn't do what we think he might do because of what we what we would do if we were in his shoes. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna love you anyway." So, like, look, you can accept it. You cannot but trust and believe that I'm gonna love you despite what you may think, despite of what how humans have or have not loved you. This is my love, and it's not conditional.
0: But do you not think it's crazy? Yeah, it's so crazy that naturally, us humans, we have a mental block when it comes to what the lord can actually do for us we are happy or we can accept as science scientists would always there's always an extra part that can be explored if you're manufacturing a car you can always make a faster car you can always make a faster phone with a would it be greater pro- processors, and like things can always go one step further and we accept that however we can't accept the fact that God's love is more than we can even imagine. We we accept that there are there's a universe out there, and we I mean we've learned about this, whether it be in science or um you're learning about your, your solar systems and your, your universe and stuff, and that we're part of we're in a universe that are part of many galaxies and we are in the Milky Way and that kind of stuff. However, we can't accept that there's a God who hmm. can do even more than that. Like, I find it so, I find it so, so, so crazy. And you know what? Yeah, that, that, that point that you made, Daniel, in terms of the same way Enoch was taken, there would be a God who will come back for us. And we will be, we will be caught up and experience a rapture that has never translated our lives before Bro, well, I' gotta put this plug in right quick y'all
1: listen to, to all our listeners uh, who are listening um you're talking about heaven and talking about what what the world would do and stuff like that listen there's this is book by ty Gibson's called an endless falling in love man you you, you got to get your hands on that book it talks about what eternal life really is like like like, like experiencing it because a lot of us have different Different philosophies and different thoughts about what it's going to be like, but literally this book gets, like get get your feet wet in understanding, like you're literally falling in love for an eternity, being with the Lord. Um, yeah, yeah. So good book. Hope hope you guys pick it up.
0: Amen, amen. And thanks for thanks for plugging that. And I just want to for like the final point. If we can just expound on the essence of what god taking enoch into heaven the symbolization or the meaning behind all of that
2: so we know that enoch was one of three people moses was taken up into heaven as well and elisha was also taken up but specifically with moses moses had to die first before he was taken moses also he endured a lot the Israelites for those of you that don't know Moses is probably my favorite Bible character ever because I understand his plight of dealing with people and trying to lead people and trying to explain or trying to do what God has told him to do in spite of having to lead these stubborn people however because of Moses um, his little attitude and the way he was during that time he was like Moses you you are not gonna see the promised land like you're gonna to have to die first but he's like, because of the works, because you were stuck in, in this desert for 40 years and you had to go back for another 40 years and all this stuff, I'm going to take you into heaven now. I think the significant part about uh, Enoch going into heaven is that he did not have to die. It's like, you were good enough while you were on earth. And yeah, you you have experienced these things, but your walk remained faithful. You still did what I told you to do. So. I know it as as adventists obviously we don't believe that people go to heaven when they die or whatever, or whatever the, the case may be and that should be even more so significant is because everybody else that's that's passed away like they're sleeping they they know nothing and they're waiting for God's return Enoch was like yo I want Enoch now, like I'm taking him now. I don't want him to have to die and then to have to wait until I come back the second time. Because of what he's endured here, he gonna come up with me now. You just gonna, y'all gonna see him later. But he'll be here with me now because of what he's done here at his time.
1: Nah, nah, literally, that's that, that's a blessing, And Listen, everybody, all our listeners, as we're about to close, man, we're just so blessed. Listen, I, I just want you to know, like, the story of Enoch, maybe only two verses. But <laughs> the way we're on this, and there's so much more in the text that we can go deeper. But listen, I hope you were blessed. I hope you, man, got a word from this. Listen, we want to walk with God. We want to continue this process of walking with God. And it's not a process to where you think that you have to do something. Literally, walking with God just consists of you getting on your two feet and following Him wherever you go. Listen, we were really so blessed by our host, by, my Kessel, and by, listen, listen, our guest, Brianna Fontenet. Uh, link up with her if you can. You know whatever the case is, but she's been a blessing, and I hope you all are blessed by this podcast. Uh, we'll see you on the next time. God bless you.